Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, and this is the weekly Spirit Seeker um, radio show brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. And tonight we have a two-part show. The first um, hour from 7 to 8 will uh, be with Beatrix Quintana, who is my guest the first uh, Thursday of each and every month, and uh, she will be, Beatrix will be sharing the astrology and the moon manifesting cycles for April, and then uh, we will be doing um, short mini readings uh, for the rest of the show. And then at 8 o'clock, um, we will go into part two of the show, and I will be um, interviewing two of the speakers, well, actually three of the speakers, the organizer, uh, Julia Cannon and Donna Lynn, and... Um, Oh, Forrest, and I do not have a last name in front of me, who are uh, speakers and authors at the um, 31st uh, annual UFO conference in Eureka Springs. And um, Forrest and Donna will be sharing their experiences with UFOs and um, the different speakers that we can expect to hear uh, at that conference. It's really amazing. It was developed by Dolores Cannon, as I said, 31 years ago, and her daughter Julia has been involved since she was a little girl and um, she has taken over the reins of uh, everything since Dolores crossed over. And they have a publishing um, house in the United States and in the UK, so they work with fabulous authors uh, on the front lines of mind, body, and spirit. Okay, so um, I am going to switch phones. I'm having trouble with this one phone, so hopefully this will work. Oops, I am sorry. Okay, so... um, uh, can you? I hope you can hear me all right. Um, so I am going to bring Beatrix on as I introduce her. Okay, so Beatrix Quintana um, is an author. She is. Um, she has so many talents, but she's the author of the uh, annual Living by the Light of the Moon um, book. She is a gifted mm-hmm. astrologer. She's a tarot expert, um, and she also has an, another wonderful business called Spirituality on a String. Um, so, Beatrix, are you there? I sure am. <laughs> Happy spring. Oh, I know. We, we um, in the Midwest, did not have sun for two weeks. One day. Oh, one dear. Day, two weeks. Yeah, did you get so it today? Like, it's back. Sun is here, and we are happy. So, um, oh, how good. Is and, and how is it in California? It's pretty gorgeous. Right now it is anyway. I actually went outside today, and I was like, oh, my God, it's like summertime. <laughs> so pretty. Well, good. Wow. Yay. So, Beatrix, it, is, um, it has been really interesting with the weather, with, I mean, we're supposed to have snow again tomorrow. We're supposed to have snow on Sunday. Um, you know, we had this blue moon. We had two full moons in January. I mean, What's the deal with 2018? Can you please remind us of an overview overview of this year? Well, one of the things that you have to realize is that um, we've just, like for the spring equinox, we just came out of a deep winter sleep where six planets were sleeping away in Pisces. Pisces is a deeply meditative, sensitive, very connected to God kind of sign. So 
we were deep, and in the winter we always do go into a deep sleep. And then when spring comes, and the sun moves into Aries, we get the fire, and we, you know, the fire sign of Aries, and the aliveness and the electrical shock wave, and we wake up. So we've been so excited with open arms to wake up for the spring, and then boom! Like two days after it turned spring or so, Mercury went retrograde. So instead of going forward, a part of us got slammed backwards. So we're in sort of a push-me-pull-you game where one part of us wants to forge forward and the other part of us is getting, uh, instead of springing forward, we're being clean going backwards. So what occurs at this time is you've got one, and that's why the weather can't decide whether it's summer or spring or winter. So eventually it'll all come back into balance. On April 15th, Mercury goes out of retrograde. So we have that working in our favor. And um, then we might feel like we've actually landed in spring, but then we've also, up in the sky, we have Mars, which is the dynamic power um, moving forward, asking us to get in our race cars and go. And then that gets completely slammed with Saturn saying, no, no, you don't go. So, Saturn is the ruling planet of your chart, because it rules your karma. So, it's going to send you back with Mercury retrograde and get you to straighten out your undelivered communications and or your miscommunications that need to get straightened out before you can go forward again. One of the things to combat this one step forward, three steps back feeling is to constantly ask yourself, what's the wisdom behind the event? If you ask yourself, that's what Saturn wants you to do. Saturn wants you to learn, learn, learn. And if you don't learn, it's going to put on the brakes and you're going to be frustrated. So really look at what you're learning. Also, Saturn, you know, rules your father. So what you want to do is you want to look at what did you learn from your dad by what he did or didn't do. And that, when you learn, when you look at all that, you want to know how that motivated you. And I think you'll be able to have some tools on your back to be able to go forward uh, as we march through this time. So it's kind of a strange twist of events. You know, being so excited to be birthed out in spring and then getting slammed back by Mercury. So I think things will start settling down on the 15th, and that actually happens to be the new moon in Aries. So when the new moon in Aries hits, Make sure you write down 
your manifest list for what you really want uh, to achieve in your life because with the power of Mercury going straight forward and the power of Mars going forward, you've got another month between the Mars-Saturn process, but it's going to lighten up a lot. And on the 15th, it's a 10-day, which means it's all about putting your energy forward towards your visions, your goals, your dreams, and um, to really start working the magic of life. So I would say that the one thing, so that I think more on a personal level, you'll be feeling the hop, skip, and the jump to go forward by the 15th. And by then, the weather ought to settle itself. Okay? that help you at all? Absolutely. And then, um, Beatrix, will you share that we have an 11-year? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and then that reduces down to two, but I don't know if you want to talk about the two part of it. But um, No, you don't do the two in the Tibetan. The Tibetan, um, there's a certain way where you add everything as double digits to understand the Tibetan concept. And sometimes it's an 11 and sometimes it's a 2. So for this year, when you add up 2000, what year is it? I'm already working on next year's calendar. 2018. Um, <laughs> it's 18, okay, because I'm already in the 19. Um, I'm just sort of going a little crazy. Anyway, so um, what you're dealing with with the 11 is that everything becomes complete under the umbrella of the universe in the 11 energy. So it's universal completion. So when things become complete, it's like Western culture does not celebrate endings. They're only about new beginnings. So we in the the Western culture section of the world... We don't really understand, you know, uh, commencements uh, which go forward and completions. We get kind of stuck with them. So what you have to look at is what the vastness of the universe is right over your head right now, and it's teaching you how to master life. And mastering life is to honor what ends and to trust that every ending leads to a new beginning. So once you allow yourself the celebration of endings instead of avoiding endings, resisting endings, being afraid of new beginnings or being afraid of emptiness, you should celebrate the emptiness after an ending, and that brings on the new beginning faster. What's happening right now is you've got one foot in the old world and the other in the new. And that there's not enough time for that anymore. I don't know if you've noticed how much faster life is right now. It's getting faster and faster and faster and faster, even though you have, you know, the parade of retrogrades coming forward. But um, it's really a, a time to of look at what you're avoiding and allow yourself to be empty 
and feel the power of the emptiness and allow for the universe to fill it with your new beginnings. Okay? And, and uh, you know, I understand what you mean about our culture because, you know, I was in nursing and traditional health care for so long. And, you know, they don't – the doctors are not taught really – they're more so now, now that we have hospice and we have palliative uh-huh. care. But the huh. whole thing is to just, they don't, the doctors really do not know how to deal with endings. And, I know. Um, it's all, I know. And, you know, and then you look at the, um, I, I always remember this, I was in Chinatown in San Francisco, and it was a parade, I thought, right? They were um, music and people in white and, you know, tops down and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, what is the parade about? And they're like, oh, someone died. That's a funeral um, funeral uh, procession. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, they're yeah. celebrating. That person went to their next dimension. <laughs> and it was like. Ah, well, that's what the universe is doing right now. We're really getting ready to finally do what we were supposed to do and 2012, so it's finally happening, but you know, in 2012, it was like a breach birth, we came in but first, and we were afraid to turn around and look at, we were so busy clinging to our past, so you need need now to give up your story, stop rehearsing martyrdom, Start re- stop rehearsing being the victim and jump on the Aries bandwagon and be a winner. And that's what's up right now. Celebrate everything that's new and actually allow the Dalai Lama keeps talking about honoring the obsolete or letting letting things become obsolete. When you do, then you can have a true new beginning. So these are things that I've been hammering on all my students here in California. They're probably so sick of it. They're like, oh, no, she's on that same bandwagon again. But um, And it's also the year of the dog. And the dog is all about love and loyalty. And then the dog honors his master all the time. So the dog teaches us how to be a good master. So you want a, a good master is open to the idea that love is the ruler on this planet and let's go forward into the emptiness and open to the idea of love and get on the bridge that is the short little bridge of acceptance to the fourth dimension and go to the fifth so you can feel the power of love and get into that true thing that I keep telling everybody. Live love every day and everything will be fine. Yeah. It's uh, it's very simple, isn't it? I, I mean, and I remember you saying this is the year to be of service and find what your true passion is and, yeah. you know, really just grab it and give it an extra squeeze. And, like, this is the year... Mm-hmm. You know, for spiritual growth of huge proportion if you just get out of your own way and, yeah. you know, be of service, you know, and find your passion. That's really, you know, I remember that book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. And it's right, like, that was I, a good one. I know. And I feel like right now that's the theme underneath everything. Do what you love and joy. Everything else is going to just come right. right there with you. It's true. But, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be afraid. We have... So much 
so many endings right now are happening. Like, look what's happening. The whole concept of politics is ending as we know it. And it's emerging into a new thing. There's all kinds of stuff that, you know, our president is doing to bring about endings of what we have known politically. And it does actually affect people viscerally. That's why they get so upset, you know, with the process. So what's important now is to let it be, let it die, and let it be reborn because the rebirth of politics and or government or any of the world systems will bring about our new life and will go far beyond the idea of holding on to things that are no longer even in existence anymore. So that's one of the greatest teachings of the political scene right now is to allow yourself You know, even in the midst of the horror, what did we see from those children from Florida? We saw our new beginnings. They emerged right out of that vortex of those 17 kids that died in their school. These kids are going to come and bring the new new order. Right. And the old order is very frightened of the change that's coming. Of course. Right, the status Very, quo, and uh, right. These children so, are, these are like they're going to overrun them, and they're going to outlive them. So, allow for it to happen. I mean, it's really exciting. I had some fear about what was happening politically until these kids came aboard, and I went, "Oh my God, that's it! The children, they're our future." So. Now I know since they're so alive and they've gone so far and, you know, uh, they're moving forward, they're going to bring us our new world and it will be, it will be something we'll be very grateful for. But, you know, right now you're looking at the Martin Luther King memoirs and all of that process. And there was a lot of young people that took the wave and moved with it and brought us a lot of new things to deal with. Unfortunately, they killed him. So in doing that, they definitely, that ending created a new beginning. I thought it was fabulous that they had Martin Luther King's little granddaughter, did you see her on the TV? Um, When they were singing and she came on with the kids and she sang Enough is Enough. I'm like, this is classic. So, I mean, there's so many beautiful things to be involved with. And the 11, you have to understand, brings in all the positive aspects to all the numbers and all the letters. And it also brings in the negative of all the numbers and all the letters. So you just have to make a choice. Do you want to speak the positive language and go with the full potential of the 11? Or do you want to speak the negative language 
and go with the demise of all of life. It's a big choice. So I'm choosing the positive. Well, I think that's the, I mean, that's the biggest um, lesson. You know, when, when you say learn, it's, you know, that's one of the things I have found myself saying that I'm choosing peace, I'm choosing joy, I'm choosing um, to look at something wonderful will come from all yeah. of this that is happening. And, you know, my friend um, Stephanie was in Washington and she marched with the kids. And she yeah. said that, oh, I know, and I just had dinner with her last night. And she said, uh, I said, what was it like? And she said that when the kids started speaking, these were massive crowds, Beatrix. And, uh, they stopped and, you, and listened. Right. She said you yeah. could hear a pin drop. The whole crowd stopped and fabulous? looked at these kids. It's like, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, just talking about it, I'm starting to cry because the emotion yeah. and, and what is happening, this wave of um, new, fresh, bright mm-hmm. energy and intelligence and and ability to call things out. I mean, those, you know, we talk about the crystal kids and, you know, we talk about these bright, bright beings, but good grief, these, I don't know, are we past the crystal or are we still with crystal kids? Like, remember <laughs> Nancy Tappy taught us so much, but, you know, well, you more than me, but um, but these crystal kids are so bright, and they really are transparent, and they've grown up with social media, and they are, they're just not afraid to speak out. Right, and they're not being stopped, and they manifested... Uh, George Clooney and Oprah giving them $500,000. So, I mean, each. So they have now a million dollars plus whatever else they've gotten from all those programs. I mean, they've got the money. They can move for it. I mean, it's all happening. And it, I can't tell you, like, just when you were talking about it, I got chills down my spine. Right. I, I this is new life. Right. You know, right, and it's just you know, and this is the this is the good that comes out of the bad, and um, you know, I mean, there's just so many things, you know, and then the new alliances, and we're not gonna, I won't go into all of it, but when you see China reaching out to Russia saying we need to stand together against the U.S., you're like, holy crap, now what? And you see North Korea and South Korea for the first time in how long, you know, at the Olympics, you know, and I mean, there's just so many new new alliances forming. There's lots of happenings. Right, right. Yeah, they're wonderful. Well, how interesting. Okay, so can you... um, The one thing I do want to say is that on the 17th of April, Chiron, that's the planet that's called the Wounded Healer, is going to be moving out of Pisces into Aries. It's been in Pisces for four years. And... Chiron is a very deep cycle that deals with healing, and it's it, the the cycle's trend was to heal the hearts of all religions and to heal your relationship with God, however that is. So on the seventeenth, it goes from healing the hearts of all religions. And um, it's now going to go into Aries, and it's going to heal the central self. So we go from the big, huge cosmic connection to the vastness of the universe of healing all religions and your relationship to God 
down into the intimate aspect of who you are as an individual, which is Aries is all about the I am. So we're now going to be healing our own personal value as a person on this planet. And as we do heal that, then we can really begin to open to the fifth dimension, which is to live love. So we have now, starting on April 17th, a whole nother um, paradigm to be working on where the center of ourself will be healing the deepest wounds. So that's one of the reasons why I told everybody to look at their father and what they learned from their father by what their father did or did not do. And that will begin the healing. It's just so, huge. So we're no well, longer... Beatrix, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say is so... So if someone is new to working with the new moon energy and they're, you know, they're listening and they're saying, okay, what does that mean on the new moon work with what my father did or didn't do? Would you give like a simple example of how with the new moon we set our intentions, we, um, yeah. what we want? Yeah. So can you explain, just give an example of someone. Sure, I'll had, give an So let's say you want to heal. You want to begin the healing of, the healing of your central self, which is your ego. And we learned about our central self from our father when we were born. He taught us by what he did or didn't do, what kind of action we will take to produce in the world. So if you want to use that, ask yourself, So let's say you came in to be a major, um, you know, player in in some active organization. And you have a father that's a late... If you, you do the opposite of your parents. So let's say you have a father that's a couch potato... You will eventually go, I'm not going to be a couch potato. I'm going to be a success. And you will go out into the world and bet on your success. And it starts with basically saying, I don't want to be like my dad. Now, the same thing will happen if your father is very, very successful. You may want to live a more peaceful kind of life or one that's more balanced. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I totally get it, and I'm really okay, grateful. Okay, good. For there you go. It. Yeah. So, so, so the, yeah, go if ahead. If you have a father great. that's a great authoritative, let's say your your father's like, uh, you know, the chairman of the police or whatever they call him, like the blue blood guy. <laughs> anyway, the commissioner, the police yeah, commissioner. commissioner. Yeah, <laughs> And so you you have a father who's a cop. Generally, it's not like on the Blue Blood show where they all become cops. Generally, they look at their dad being an authority, a rule maker, of this and then that. They're going to be a rebel. You see, so 
each child becomes pretty much the antithesis, at least, least in the first throes of growing. They become or they're motivated by the antithesis of their father. Okay? Yep. I got it. So that's how that works. See, Aries, the emperor is the tarot card for the for the father. And Aries, and it's the tarot card for um, Aries. And Aries is about the champion. You're going to win at all cost. So what you want to look at is, what did your dad teach you about being a winner? Is it a winner to be able to have enough time from your corporate job to take your kids to the beach? Or is it a is it a winner just by having your corporate job and coming home with bags of money and dying at 50 instead of 70? See, there's a whole lot to look at right now, setting up your own new levels of accomplishment. Okay? Right. No, I get it. And it's, I mean, so, so this is fabulous that, this is all right around the same time, the 415, the 417 with Chiron. Right. Know, the Aries and this new moon in Aries and the fire. Light the fire underneath you and get going. And, yeah. you know, and, and who are you? The I am statements. I am. And to really move into the, um, to a new, new, you know, as you talk about, we, we're recalibrating and we're recalibrating exactly. the frequency. Right. And it's like, that's, you know, and I, one of my favorite books is re, um, uh, the Fires of Spring. It was by James Michener. And it's, you know, all of his books are these big books, Hawaii, Alaska, you know, these real big books. Yeah. One of his very, very first books was called The Fires of Spring. And I reread it. I, I, I just probably should reorder it. I don't know what happened to it. But I probably read it four different times over my lifetime. And he, he talks about, you know, why why would people make New Year's resolutions in the dead of winter when spring yeah. is coming back to life? And that's one of Everything's my favorite times to go hiking. <laughs> Right, everything's going yeah. back to life. That is, that's when you like just totally give it an extra squeeze and start fresh. And mm-hmm. um, and I think this year more than ever we've had a very interesting past year in in a few months. And it's like the recalibrations really. Uh, I mean, it, it the, when you talked about the visceral response, I think there are so many people who have still not gone to peace since this last election, and that's not. Yeah. I mean, it, you have to be, you know, you have to be awake, but you have to find a way to be peaceful in the middle of being awake. And I think that's the thing is that people who were kind of on the sidelines of politics or what was really going on in the world, it's like how do you be in the world and not of the world, it, you know, which is this 11 frequency, right. like to stay on track with your divine purpose and really making it, making mm-hmm. it a, a cataclysmic leap this year. And yet you can still be very awake and see it all, but you're not plugged in by it. I, to yeah. Me, you know, that's the thing. My my lesson, um, and then I, we're going to start doing readings in just a moment, but one of the lessons for me is, you know, with real estate right now, um, you saw it, Beatrix, you called it. You said, oh, boy, this next year. Well, right now, I mean, I have nine clients I'm working with, and that's just that's I mean, huge. It is huge. I mean, nine, they have nine clients at one time, and and I'm and everything else. You know, since I'm no longer doing the expos, I'm I'm now reading at expos, and I've never had that 
luxury. I've never been able to just show up and read because there wasn't time. Sure. But now I'm in, I'm in these different worlds, and I have other people helping me with the magazine. But what I realized with real estate is it's similar to the uh, energy of, of other things. I was getting so, like, every detail, because that's the way I am. I'm so passionate and all my, you know, my clients and everything. And I forgot about the fact that the clients have their co-creation in the process too. And, oh. you know, letting letting their houses go and or stepping into a new house. And, you know, the, the completions and new beginnings with any kind of a letting go or stepping into. And what I, what, what I came back to was when I was in nursing school and I was great. From the time I was a little girl, I always knew I wanted to be a nurse. And so I was in, you know, the classroom and then we get into clinicals and two weeks in, my instructor called me into a conference room and said, well, we need to talk. And I said, okay. And she said, I think you need to rethink your career. And I said, what? She said, I think you might want to consider being a radiology uh, x-ray technician. Uh, I looked at her and I said, what are you talking about? And she said, you're way too emotionally involved with your patients. It will kill you. Yeah. It will eat you up. And she said, you're not going to be able to do, do this. And I looked at her and I said, what do I need to do? She said, you have to detach. You have to be fully present and compassionate, but you have to detach. So those words and came that back. Being and being a cancer. Mm-hmm. So that, that was like that remembering is, I think, part of the, the Chiron already mm-hmm. affecting me. The shift. Yeah, there and, you go. And this once in a blue moon, this blue moon that we I mean, these moons are just beyond. I mean, we couldn't even see it this time because it rained. It rained nonstop. But I felt it. I mean, everyone felt it. And, you know, and I, so I just really think that's the, the key to navigating this, this increase in frequency and recalibration. It's like you need to meditate more. You need to find more time. Like you, you were outside with nature today. I was outside with nature. And it's like as it speeds up, that speeding up you were talking about, more than ever, we need to find a way to, like, go into the quiet. And that's the, that, to me, is the key to this navigation. That's very good. And the, well, also the key to the navigation is just as they taught with the Mayan prophecies, which haven't totally locked in yet, that all of life has to go so fast so we can conquer our mind. Because the mind does not have time to, to figure everything out anymore. It is now the spirit mind or the heart mind that makes your choices. So you choose from heart, which is love, or spirit, which is inspiration. And that's it. And you just go straight from there. And that's the whole reason for this is to get them. We already built the mind in the last 75,000 years working in the third dimension, which was all about learning about logic. And logic's duty is to report what's wrong. And it takes a really long time to figure out right and wrong if you're working that old paradigm. But if you look at, okay, I have a decision to make, I have an instant to make it. Do I make it from my heart or do I make it from my inspiration? No longer does it work from the mind. And that way then you can stay abreast of the new energy, which is fast and speedy and 
um, it'll keep, keep things going forward much faster. But if we stop to do research or, you know, try to figure something out or get a good list so we could prove ourselves right, we're going to be less left behind in the dust. I remember mm. Carolyn May saying, gone are the days. I mean, this was probably 10 years ago. Gone are the yeah, days when we go for years yeah. and years of psychoanalysis and, you know, yeah. dissect yeah. it and talk about it and, and analyze it. She's like, that's, that's can't, like, way, way beyond that. Just yeah, get with yeah. it and, and use the, especially right now, everything mm-hmm. you shared tonight about, um, you know, the moving forward of all the planets soon and all yeah. It's like, just make, and I love, I love, come from your heart or inspiration. I mean, You know, inspiration comes from breath, and I cannot tell you how many people I'm sending, and I'll do that for anyone on the air tonight. If you want six simple breathing exercises to move the energy, but I'm going to give you another one. This is just the most fabulous one. I've been working with it, and, you know, the people that I've, you know, suggested it to, they're like, oh, my gosh, you hum. It is. I learned this from a couple of my different Hindu teachers along the way. You just hum. Like you, That's right. It takes a lot of breath to do it, too. Right, right. And you hum. And when you hum, it vibrates every single cell in your body. So if you really want to, like, get, yeah, yeah, you just don't they do it late. They have great and apps I, online, too. Um, on my cell phone, I have a breathing app. And it's like you breathe in and you, you stop. It's the pranayama breathing. And it's like, breathe in. And you beat to four and then breathe out and breathe to four. And it's, I do, I wake up in the morning every day and I do it. And it's right on my little cell phone. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, I should send you the links. Because you're such do. a good And I'll publish them. People. Yeah, I'll publish them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, there's so much information right now available to us and, you know, but this humming thing, I have to forewarn you, do not do it late at night. The first time I did it, we did it, we were blindfolded. It was a group of about 20 of us. And and then the next time I did it was in a a Hindu temple with 400 or 500 people. And um, we weren't blindfolded, but the, but I understood why she initially blindfolded us so that no one would feel awkward or like, oh my gosh, what am I sounding like? But, but we did it for 40 minutes. I did not sleep for two days. No, yeah, I would imagine. Right, two full days. I was like, okay. Oh, great. <laughs> so do it early in the day. But, oh, my gosh. Okay, so Beatrix, we um, we have several people who would like readings tonight. Is there any um, suggestions you want to make uh, to guide people? Well, just- on my Facebook reading, I, I put out the question for people to pull a card. Like, what's it going to take to get them to move forward? instead of, you know, being in a, a new avoidance so they can really jump on the new bandwagon. And so if people want to know that, I think that would be a really valuable uh, signpost for them. So, in other words, what would be, what would be, what do you need to know to move forward? Because everybody needs to move forward now. We don't want to do the Dr. Doolittle push-me-pull-you game anymore. Right. It's a way anyway, so that's what I would do, but um, okay. right. so that everybody would be seems to enjoy it. Yeah, so let's let's do that tonight. Um, 
So if, you know, if you have an overriding something that you, like, you know, have to know something else tonight, fine. Mm-hmm. But as I bring you on the air, I think this is wise to um, to have Beatrix uh, pull a card. I'll pull a card, and we will help guide you on what we're, what we're seeing right now to help you get, like, full speed ahead. Okay, so when I bring you onto the air, I'll say the um, three digits um, of your phone number and then the next three digits, and then I'll bring you on the air. And if you would uh, kindly say your name, where you're calling from, um, and, um, and then we will guide you in this way. Okay, so we're going to go to area code 630-487-630-487. You are live on the air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're, you're welcome. What's your name? My name is Dion, and I'm calling from Illinois. Cool. And, um, yeah, I'd like to know what it would take to move me forward. <laughs> All right, let's find out what it's going to take for you to move forward. Oh, my God, you got the passion card. Passion, strength, courage, really knowing that you have what it takes to... Uh, manifest a fabulously powerful new life. You got it. You're moving. You're on the move. So that would be my answer to you. Great gusto. Integrating your unifying yourself, your higher self and your lower self, coming together in great passion. Cool. Yeah, so Dan, I got Goddess Freya. Goddess Freya, who's all about sexuality, creativity. Once again, it's the passion that Beatrix was talking about. It's like the juiciness, the juiciness of life. And the color for chakra number two is orange. And um, so I would, I would like almost like, I know this is going to sound very strange, but the, the chakra diet, you eat the color of the chakra. So I would like encourage you to have orange around you, like the sun. And I mean, the sun's normally yellow, but you know, when it sets, it's that orange color. And it just feels like um, this new wave of creativity and just almost like you just can't wait to get up and start the day. That's going to be kind of your, your um, modus operandi. So you will be like, like going forward and saying, Hey, when does the train stop? <laughs> Don't uh, they stop at a station? <laughs> but, very good. but yeah, so this is good. Yeah, you got it made in the shade there. Yeah. I got it made in the oh. shade. Yeah. You're, you got it made in the shade. Do what you're passionate about. If it doesn't give you energy, don't do it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank, thank you, ladies. Holly. Okay, until it others are on the show. Okay, thank you. Who's All next? All right. We're going to area code 775-762. You are live on the air. Thank you very much. My name is Wendy from Sacramento, and it's nice to meet you. And um, my question is, I was in a yellow cab on March 9th, and we were rear-ended on the highway. It was taken to emergency by ambulance. Uh, no broken bones. Oh, thank you. But I'm, I've not been able to work. Um, I will be able to work. We just don't know when. And um, so I, I don't want to lose my job, and I hope that this is approved under ADA, Americans with Disabilities, because now I, temporarily I can't sit in front of a computer for more than 
25 minutes. So it'll be decided today or tomorrow. Will, will my ADA be approved and will I keep my job for at least another year? Wow. Energy around your job. I've got the sun card. That's like the best card in the deck. Total happiness okay. and prosperity. So what I would say to you on that is if you keep your job, great. But if you don't, it's greater. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know what when that we, means. When we well, it's hard to that means when you're stuck. And so... You have to look at, it doesn't matter what you do or what they do. You have the power to do anything, whether it's this job or another job. Do you understand? Right. And um, But I right now I'm on disability, and it pays about half of what I need. So I'm hoping I can somehow manage until I get back to work and... Um, so I, if it's approved under ADA, then that saves my job legally, so to speak. Right. Well, honey, what I'm trying to say to you is there's no way you can lose. Okay, okay you've got it made in the shade. Right. Wow. See, the, the universe knocked that, that you were rear-ended, right? Yes, ma'am, I was. And I had a broken back 30 years ago, and I felt the impact right where my broken back was. Oh, my God. Right. So it's coming up Uh, for healing. What I would encourage is that you journal about some aspect of whatever happened 30 years ago that the universe gave you a nice smack. Because when we are rear-ended energetically, it's something about the past. When we are, when, you know, when our when we hit someone from the front when we're driving and we rear in someone else, our energy is going forward and we're maybe not present. We're thinking about the future. Somehow, this whole thing from your past is asking you to take a leap of faith and trust that the smack that the universe gave you is to wake you up and get you moving again. Which is what Beatrice is trying to say. There's nothing bad that can come out of this, no matter what. It's going to propel you forward in a different way. And one right. of the things that that, that you have is you don't like to ask anyone for help. So you're being asked to call on runners. You're being asked to have people help you. And that's really what the whole, not the whole, but a good part of the lesson you're learning is to ask the universe for help, ask your employers for help, ask the disability people for help. You're having, look at how much you're having to communicate about asking for help. But the real underlying thing is, what aspect of that thing that happened 30 years ago is showing up again in your life for healing? It, the, the learning feature is I'm a lot smarter now, and I stand up for myself, in a, and I research, and I contracted with an injury attorney yesterday, a tall man with red hair and a red beard, and he is one of the best injury attorneys in Sacramento. It's though. I mean, that's good. That's part of it. But it's also how to nurture yourself and how to um, to totally stand on your own two feet. Absolutely. And, and the lesson I've had through two previous marriages and everything else is if you don't have respect for me, I don't have time for you. So um, my cell phone has become a major source of information for me. And I research and I Google and I got the best attorney and uh, I know to be proactive, and um, 
I I wouldn't be surprised if my return back to work is prolonged at least another couple of weeks. Um, I had imaging done yesterday as well of my back again and my shoulder and neck. So you're, um, you're in good hands and trust your team of people that you're putting together, but don't forget about the spiritual helpers that can help you. Remember what Beatrix says, what am I to learn from this experience? And if you yeah. can take that as the overview of everything that's happening, attracting people, healers that are helping you mend your body in a whole new way, attracting lawyers that are helping you so that you can look to the future. This is, there's a big cosmic overview. And the big thing is every step of the way to ask, okay, God, what do you want me to learn from this? Okay, angels, I know you're there. Help guide me. And you're you're really tuned in. So that's what Beatrix, you know, and I are both trying to share is that there's a bigger cosmic, it's not just getting smacked around. There's a bigger hand reaching out of the sky trying to guide you right now. Do you get it? Yeah. You got it made, honey. Yeah. I think I do. You've and, done a lot of good work uh, on yourself. The sun card is the best card in the deck. So wow. no matter what happens to you, you are going to end up going, yippee, my life is awesome, and I will have it all. Okay, do you understand that? Thank you for calling it. Good luck. Are you willing to accept that? It's the sun card. Just look up the sun tarot card, and you'll see. It's like the most powerful card in the deck, honey. You've got it made in the day. Okay. God bless you both. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right, we are going to, um, we have about five more people we're going to read for. Boom, boom, boom. So um, we're going to go to area code 775-762. You are live on the air. Hello. Okay, we're going to 561-287-561-287. You're live on the air. Hi, ladies. I just want to know if you, Hi. I just want to know if you see any, you know, per, you know, any guy coming in for dating or anybody going to be interested in this spring, summer, anybody soon. And what is your name? Oh. You want Nancy. a new boyfriend, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, so I'm just wondering if anything's going to blossom. Well, I have the Page of Pentacles, which tells me that there's a young man coming for you that will find you quite valuable and wonderful to be around. So, yes, you are getting a new boyfriend. Oh, wow. That's is, So that's going to be, like, um, that's right away. Pinnacle. Oh, oh, wow. So, that's, yeah. no, that's great. You don't so have summer. to wait for summer. So you said Page of Pentacles, they generally look like what, dark hair? They generally are dark hair, and they generally have good money. Oh. And he might be younger than you. No, that's great. You know, I think we should all do that. You know what uh. I'm talking about? You know, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know women middle age are going out with guys like 20 years older than them, and I think, you know, it's ridiculous. My friends are married to guys 10 years younger than them. You know, why should we? You know, <laughs> hey, you're a girl. Looks yeah. good to me. 
Yeah, it looks good. Oh. Your lesson, and I want you to write these down, words down, is to stay in your own skin. This is what, this is That's your big beautiful. lesson. With this, yeah, this next relationship is um, stay in your own skin. Just remember who you are, you know, um, just really appreciate who you are and the uh, magnificence of this union that's coming for you. Okay. All right. Oh, thank you great. for calling. Oh, okay. I still want right. to listen. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. By the way, you listen and you learn by listening to other people. Some people only want to hear their answer. We're all collectively yeah. part of a group mind tonight coming together. There's a synchronicity, synchrodestiny. Okay. We are going to 708-335. You are live on the air. Hello. Hi. This is Delphine. Hello. First name and where you're calling Del- from, please. Delphine, and I'm calling from Illinois. Okay. Good. And do you want to So what do you the- want to know, honey? I just want to know, do you have any positive things that are coming up for me in the next month or two? Do you have anything positive? Well, one of the things you've got to do is, do you have a negative man in your life? I would say you got to get rid of a negative man in your life. And when you do that, you will end up with a celebration and a tremendous amount of love around you and tons of people to spend time with. And you'll feel so supported and totally healthy and happy. That's what I see for you. Yeah. Delphine, what I got, um, you have the Eight of Cups card telling you it's time to move on. And by moving on, exactly what Beatrix was saying, like by letting go of a relationship or, you know, something that's outdated is just not um, vibrating at the frequency of where you are today. And by moving on, the the emotional fulfillment, well, it's you're just going to be blessed. And that's this whole energy of a, uh, that if you listen to the show earlier, if not, you know, listen to it um, after the show. It'll be uh, recorded where you can listen to it at Blog Talk. Um, it's just all for you right now. It's, it's a, a, a change and a tweaking in your thinking. Um, I just see you refining and focusing on what it is that you want. Like even when you ask the question, do you think anything good is going to happen for you in the next two months? I'm like, oh, my goodness. I instead, I would encourage you to think, I can't wait to see what's unfolding for me in the next two months. But you do have to do a little bit of work, and that's what Beatrix was saying, is you need to do some spring cleaning in your thinking, spring cleaning in your relationships, and then you will manifest like this beautiful, beautiful thing. It's already here. It's just they want you to get the cobwebs out of the way. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, All right. I feel very good about you moving to a new level with a you need to go with a positive man. You go out on a date with a guy and he's judging everybody in the restaurant or negative about life or politics or whatever. Move on fast. You do not need a guy that's negative. Once you get rid of that, boy, you got everything going for you. Okay, because I do have someone that I'm trying to, like, slowly detach myself away from, the guy. So That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I would detach as fast as possible because that negative energy is not helping you like yourself. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. All and right. Well, thanks for you'll calling. be happy when you move on. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You're uh-huh. so welcome. Oh, Beatrix, that's that whole thing you were talking about. People, you know, we we just get afraid to, like, move forward. Ah. We get afraid. Okay, we are going to Florida. We're going to 305-300. You are live on the air. Hi, Cindy. This is Deanna. We spoke before you went to Europe. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Hi. Uh, Hi, Beatriz. Hi. My question, well, I don't know. You were saying, what do I need to, how can I move on? To move forward. So, yeah. So maybe that will be my question. Do you have a job? I am a contractor, and I have not been called to work lately. It's been a couple months. I see a change in a job and or... Something you do work-wise that is going to set the world on fire for you. It is so fabulous, so active. You're going to, like, love life. You know, there is a a vacancy. I haven't put in for it. Um, I put in for it in the past, and I didn't get a response. So I just remain a contractor to them. Do you think they will contact me and ask me if I'm interested? I think you ought to call them back up. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I will have to put in for it. I would definitely, anything that's a new job, go for it. It's going to put you in such a, a new position where everything's going to come flying your way as soon as you get this job. Wow. So, so any any old stories or any old grief or any oh my gosh they didn't hear me they didn't listen they did, let all that go reconceive it ah. reconceive it reconceive it and um, because there's some kind of an emotional component or some kind of sadness with the way something turned out before and the minute you shed that all of a sudden it's going to be like oh my gosh I remember how I liked working for this company and I like their I remember now and it's and it's going to be different like what Beatrix was saying it's the same but it's different okay. it's the government so it's not you know it's not uh, <laughs> that's so funny okay but, well thank uh, you for calling and, and good luck with you. that okay thank you right. and blessings blessings okay blessings right, to you going. too there sweetie okay. yes. we have um, we're going to do one or two more um, we're going to three I can one, only four. do one more Okay, you know what? We have 90 seconds. Okay, 314-550. Oh, 90 seconds. This is not good. I have to change my show. Um, Beatrix, go ahead and take this person, please. Oh, you have to go to the other show. Yeah, but I then forgot I'll sign off. 90 minutes. I have to do something really fast. So you go ahead and read, okay. and I'm going to. Okay, thank you. What's your question? Hello? Hi, this is Mimi from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Hi, Mimi. Hi. What's your question? Uh, my question is, help me know about moving forward, uh, maybe especially job-related or whatever the universe wants to share with me. Cool. It says you have a fabulous future coming up. You just have to trust in faith. You have to have faith. And all your dreams can come true. So look big. 
know that something good's company coming. And if you're looking for a new job, there's one coming and it's going to give you a nice amount of money. I think okay. you'll be happy with it. I'm being told to tell you to write this down and say it like eight times every day for the next uh, four days. I'm a wealth of knowledge, and my knowledge brings me wealth. Okay, let let me have you here. Okay. I am a wealth of knowledge, and knowledge brings me wealth. Yes. My knowledge brings me wealth. My so knowledge. you're going to be attracting a job that pays you what you're worth. Okay. Very positive. I'm very happy for you. So and Thank you. And nice to hear your voice, Mimi. You can hear my voice. Yes, not, no, I'm, I, I know Mimi, so it's nice to hear your voice. I don't oh. know how to extend this. I have messed up my switchboard. Oh, boy. Oh. Is that the Mimi it, I know? Yes, yes it is. Yes, Hi, Mimi. Mimi. <laughs> Hi. You can do it. You can do it. You can. You can. Thank you. Okay. Okay, right. honey, you got Thank it you. made. Thank I don't much. know what to do here. Okay, thanks, Mimi. Okay, so um, what I have done is I only made this an hour show, and it should be an hour and a half show, and I do not know how to extend the show. I need my old um, my old producer mm-hmm. who would do that and extend the show, so I don't know how to do this. So all of a sudden we're going to go off the air, and we have people expecting another half-hour show. So if you are on here early... I am going to apologize now, and we will somehow, I'll make this up. I don't, I, you know what? Cindy Meyer made a mistake. Maya Copa, forgive oh. me totally. Can't you I'll go back it. on? I'm trying to do this. I am trying. Maybe you have I to get don't. rid of us first. No, I just didn't. I thought I made it a two-hour show, and I didn't, and I don't know how to change it into um, oh, a longer dear. show. I'm doing, I know, I know. All right, so Ooh. listeners, this is um, the weekly Spirit Seeker Hour. Maybe it is going, I, you know, maybe it's working. We're still on the air, um, but I don't think so. Yeah, up there. Bye, okay, thank you, Beatrix, so much. Bye-bye. Okay. okay, thanks, Beatrix, and thank you all for listening. So um, the show has stopped. Um, let me just see if the studio is going. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, actually, I think we're good. No, it isn't. Okay, so so um, I think we're still live on the air, even though my switchboard tells me otherwise. Um, so I am uh, going to switch, switch gears, and I'm, I think we're still on the air. So this is what we're doing. We just finished with Beatrix Quintana, and she is my guest the first um, Thursday of each and every month. And now we are going to go to part two of our show, which is uh, we're going to be hearing from uh, the organizer and three different speakers and authors that will be at the 31st UFO conference um, coming up. And so I'm going to bring on Julia at this point. Julia, are you there? I am here. Hi, how are you, Cindy? I'm good, but I was freaking out. I don't know if you heard me. I thought I scheduled the show longer. I know. I was just like, ah, no, no, no. But, um, but yeah, you can imagine. I was totally freaking out. So, um, so Julia, welcome to the show. Uh, and, you know, just, just tell us, I mean, can you believe that this conference has gone on for this many years? I mean, you're, you're the oldest UFO conference uh, that has, is, that is, like, ever happened. Am I right? 
Well, we're we're actually the second longest continuously running, um, and and Forrest can can tell you exactly which one is the longest. Uh, it's a MUFON one, but I, I always forget exactly the name of it. But he is he is so good at remembering details. Uh, Forrest Crawford, he's the MC of the conference, and he'll be on here um, as well. But uh, but yeah, but we come in second, so that's not too bad. Uh, but the longest continuously running conference, we think in the world, but definitely in the United States. So, yes, I think that's pretty good kudos. That's awesome. Okay, and then, um, um, and I know that, you know, can you tell us, like, how the UFO conference came to be? Because, I mean, 31 years, and, you know, and, of course, mm-hmm. I met your mother, and I met you, and, you know, I know the work that your mom, you know, started, but can you just mm-hmm. tell the listeners um, how this all came to be? Again, is Forrest on the line? Because I would love to have him uh, out on here, too, with me. (laughs) Okay. I know the phone number that Donna's calling from. I do not know. What what area of the country will Forrest be calling from? Because I'm looking at the switchboard. From from the New York area. Okay. He's not on the call yet. um, I'm going to go here. Donna, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have Donna and uh, you, Julia, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna um, get, I'm gonna tell the listeners who Donna is, and then hopefully by okay. then for us to jump on. Okay. So Donna okay, Lynn, um, uh, we we have an article in the um, the April issue of Spirit Seeker by uh, Donna Lynn, and the article is fabulous. It's from Fear to Love, which <laughs> is um, from her book. It's an excerpt, and then um, Donna Lynn uh, has an ongoing relationship with alien beings from the time she was very, uh, very young, and for most of her life, she believed these interactions were just scary dreams. But uh, as she went from a young uh, woman into adulthood, uh, with the help of a large praying mantis uh, being named, I hope I'm saying this crote, and if not, you'll correct me when you come on, um, she accepted that these experiences were real. And crote reached out to her in friendship and love, explaining that he and many others have been watching humans and Earth for a very long time, with love and longing for a closer relationship with the easily frightened humans. I I just love what you're doing. Um, so so Donna, mm-hmm. perhaps you can tell us about your you know just share a little bit about your experience um, and just you know from from being tuned in at that frequency. It's a different frequency from the time <laughs> you were quite young. Yes, it is. And his name is Crote. They're very particular okay. when they give me their names about how they're spelled and pronounced, <laughs> which is weird. But yes. Um, He's like my main alien guide. He's been with me basically throughout my life. And, you know, there there comes a time when you realize this is really happening, but it's still scary and you're not quite sure if they're evil, you know, what's their intention. And I was still kind of teeter-tottering on that when I was, uh, I got a lot of migraine headaches in my 30s and I would wake up in the night, you know, with a bad head pain and Croat would suddenly be at my bedside and he's a seven foot tall praying mantis so that's a little terrifying sometimes but he was so gentle and compassionate and he would raise one of his front forearms and place it on my forehead and instantly the pain was gone and he did that several times and it it you know was proof to me that not only are they real but that they're compassionate and they care about us as individuals they don't want us to suffer and as a group they don't want us to suffer so, um, so, 
okay, all over the world people are talking about these extraterrestrials, these advanced beings. What is Mm -hmm. uh, your understanding that they're in every part of the world? I mean, it's not just pockets of part of the world it's so what is your what is your understanding of what's happening because it seems like it just seems like more people are talking about it now than ever before yeah it's definitely escalating like when my experiences started and people were afraid to I think it probably happened quite a bit but people like me were terrified to talk about it because back in the 70s you'd get put in a mental institution if you talked about that you know (laughs) so now it's more acceptable with the internet and that but I do believe they ramped up their their uh, contact with people because earth just looking around earth kind of needs a little help right now to move on to the next level or the next dimension and they're willing to extend that you know but they need to contact people and have people listen to them and not react in too much fear and you know, accept that they're good, they're benevolent, and they can even offer things like technological advances, maybe for healing or how to clean the plastics out of the ocean or things like that. Because they're, from what I understand, they're caretakers of the earth and they care about, you know, the, the earth and they don't like what we've done to it and they're willing to help. But we have to be receptive and humans have a tendency to be scared, but they want us to open up and accept that they're real and they're benevolent and they are wanting to help. So, Julia, um, can mm-hmm. you tell us, like, the, the, the you know, 31 conferences and each one's unique and special mm-hmm. in its own way. So what what do you feel the, the particular coming together of this group? Um, we're not even talking about attendees at this point. We're talking about... You know your speakers, your authors, your different people. What is what is mm-hmm. um, what do you feel is different about this one coming up? This one coming up. Well, what we're seeing um, is the there's a there's a shifting that's happening um, in general, uh, and definitely with this one, um, they're 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 shifting from what they used to be uh, nuts and bolts and um, do they exist things like that to where they're shifting to, uh, you know, we know they exist. (laughs) Now it's um, where it's, uh, where it's kind of like um, it's more consciousness and and, and like what Donna's, you know, it's like where she has and and we're experiencers, you know, okay, these are things that have been happening and we can offer support, you know, we've had these things happening and we can help others that have had these things happening. And, and so, um, you know, it gives a place where people can come and talk about it. And um, and it's offering, you know, just a lot of, it, it's like it's moving beyond, you know. So you've got this whole shift happening. Um, and just, yeah, it's just beautiful, you know, seeing this happen. Because I've, you know, over the whole time, I mean, you've just seen this happen, Um how it's just March, you know, because for so long it was just this, you know, I mean, we were studying and looking at all these things going, you know, her mom was talking to the uh, extraterrestrials and then they were at the conferences, they were still, I mean, we'd go to different ones and, and they were still like, well, do you think maybe it's possible that they exist? And we're like, (laughs) hello. Right. It's so right. hard to communicate, you know. <laughs> so, so, well, growing up with um, your mother, I, I mean, I mm-hmm. just can't imagine what your childhood was like. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and 
You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, because, you know, my kids have had me, you know, as the spirit seeker lady, and, you mm-hmm. know, they've been to all the, you know, I did 28 conferences, and, you know, your mom um, mm-hmm. was one of our panel speakers and keynote speakers in 2008, and, you know, along along the way, you know, I've interviewed her, you know, several, several times, and just, you know, you know, I was telling someone today, I said, she looked like your grandmother, like, she always just right. looked like this... Mm-hmm. But she was so present and so like beyond, like like way ahead of her game, and um, yeah. you know, and and then to work with authors, like you know, let's let's talk about just a little bit about what Ozark Mountain has done because you've got two conferences a year, and then you've got this whole mm-hmm. publishing house, so you're you're cutting edge all the time with people on the front lines of spirituality and mind expansions, and then you know, your mom also. Um, you know, developed her own hypnotherapy technique, was in and out of countries mm-hmm. all over the world. I mean, what else do you want to share about, you know, how, um, I mean, whatever you want to share. <laughs> I just was fascinated by your mother and had a regression from her, you know. I mean, uh, I know. and you're, you know, Julia, you. And what was that like? Well, I'll tell you what it was like. I mean, your mom told me you're, you know, she was just, she just, I went to a, a lifetime in Greece. You know, just mm-hmm. it just gave me such insight into when I was in Greece, um, one of the, some of the stuff that happened that I never really understood, mm-hmm. and you know, your mom's like, you were a Delphi oracle. I mean, come on, you were like, you know, she just totally <laughs> saw, and she saw me, you know, like, you know, she's guiding you, but you know, you're mm-hmm. you're getting the pieces, but you know, she helps you right. put them together, or help help to put it together. Mm-hmm. I'm acting like she's here, right. she probably is. She's probably watching, saying, "Good, oh, good job, <laughs> ladies." I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so she just, you know, she just helped weave the pieces together mm-hmm. to where. I understood that there are lifetimes where, you know, I'd been a teacher and um, and then mm-hmm. just, you know, she just helped me understand. And that was yeah. the, the compassion. Your mom had such compassion. And yet, mm-hmm. if you were on the wrong track, she could like zing and say no, no, no you know, and get you get you going in the different direction. But but for, for her to have worked with the aliens and the advanced beings and the convoluted universe and just, you know, being tuned in to that frequency and then also, um, you know, with her work, uh, I, I don't even remember how the UK got added with, with authors. How did that happen? Oh, goodness. Um, uh, well, she had a, that was her first publisher. Because when she was, it took her nine years to get her first book published. And, I, and she was, that. oh, yeah, she was, rege- oh, yeah, she almost gave up. She almost quit. <laughs> so, and, and that's where, yeah, she, she wanted people to know that. Um, because that was her testing time, um, and she was rejected by so many people because she because she was on the cutting edge because she was so far beyond whatever what everybody else knew at that time, and so she was putting these books out and they're going we don't understand this we don't know what you're talking about so it took nine years before someone understood something and and that was the when finally it was the Jesus book. Uh, that the first publisher, and it was in England, um, that they this one got it, and he's like, "Oh, I want to publish this book." So that was the first publisher, and uh, so I that was no where she started going over there. Yeah, so that's why she was over there. And then um, I don't, you know, then some people, and how we started our own publishing company was that publisher. Um, I mean, they were doing those books for a while, and then and they were picking up, but because by the time. They published that book because she didn't give up. She had five other books <laughs> written by that time, right. and so they just took all of her books. <laughs> so, um, uh, but then after a while, 
they hit some hard times, so they went out of business. She picked then another publisher picked her up because now she had a line of books, and so um, and then that you know, different things happen with these publishers, and so um, so she went through a, a run of them, and um, and then it was like, well, what are we you know what are we gonna do now? And she's, I'm getting tired of this. We're losing a lot of money, and um, and then my father, he was still alive at that time, and he's like, we'll just start our own company. We'll just, you know, we'll just do that. And she's like, we can do that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just start our own company, and that's that's how Ozark Mountain Publishing came to be. I so. had no idea that your mm-hmm. dad was part of this. This mm-hmm. is the first time. See, this is he, yes. Mm-hmm. He is the yeah. reason we are. <laughs> yes. That is that's just that I had mm-hmm. no idea. Um, but you yeah. know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I I think that what has happened is we are still recording, but. I don't mm-hmm. think Forrest can um, can call in because I my switchboard hmm. like like I'm not sure oh, what has happened yeah. here, but um but we're still recording okay. and we will promote it. So okay. I'm just gonna read mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm gonna read Forrest's bio so that people will know the okay. um Super. and we'll come back to you, Sherry, in just a moment. But so Forrest's okay. interest in UFOs and aliens started in 1967, uh, at age 10 when he witnessed the landing mm-hmm. of a disc-shaped craft near Hardin, Illinois. By age 13, he began reading about all things related to UFOs and amassed a collection of over 250 books by the time he was age 16. He gave his first presentation at 18 at the UFO Study Group of Greater St. Louis on propulsion theory and detection methods of UFOs. In 1989, he was appointed as assistant director of the Illinois uh, of Illinois for the Mutual UFO Network. He became the um, MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON state director in 1991 and served in that capacity for 11 years. In the mid-90s, he was also appointed as the staff computer specialist for MUFON after creating the first computer database for moving the paper, paper records to digital files. Forrest has presented his research at conferences all over the U.S., including 21 of the 30 Ozark UFO uh, conferences. So he's been with you all from the very beginning, practically. And um, right. his work has mm-hmm. been uh, quoted in books and published in magazines. He has appeared on countless radio shows, several TV documentaries, and was a consultant on a um, made-for-TV movie. So you have old-timers, you have new-timers, you have... Um, you have a following. I mean, I know for a fact that, like, people, when they come to this conference, they make their hotel reservation for the next year. Um, absolutely. To have, this kind of, to have this kind of following is really quite extraordinary. Mm-hmm. You know this. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, absolutely. And so, yeah. So, Sherry, what do you would experience as being a speaker and an author and, you know, with, and, and what is it like for you to connect with all of these minds that are all, like, Expanded from from the aliens and um, and these advanced beings. Why don't why don't we sh- why don't you share some of the memories that you've had from collaborating with with because um, you know there's the conference, but then there's the the, the conference within the conference as we know <laughs> where the speakers are together and and you know all of that. So whatever you want to share. Okay. Um, well, let's go back to um, you know like how it all. You were wanting to know like the. You know, cause I want to I want to actually clarify something um, and how it started and and what it's gone through. It was actually started by Lou Farish, um, and it's gone through uh, some things. And he ran it up until uh, he was the majority of it. Um, and he started with a um, what they call it, a newspaper uh, 
cutting, so, you know, he would, he would clipping service. And that's what he used to do is he would clip out articles on UFOs and everything. And he would, uh, he had a, he would just mail, it's like, I guess people subscribed to that and everything. And he did that. And he's the one, he started the conference and he, that's, he's the one that actually did it. And he's run it all this time up until, um, uh, it was like, like 2011, somewhere in there. And he started having some health issues and then, uh, he had a board, um, and then they, the other members started kind of pitching in and then they took over and started doing it. And then, uh, 2013, they were like, we can't, it was like the end of 2012, somewhere in there, they're like, you know, we, we can't do it anymore. And that's when they contacted us and asked if we would be willing to take it over um, because we were doing the transformation conference and, and stuff. And I said, you know, if you, can you do this because we, we just can't do it. And Lou is, he's not able to, and, you know, and if you don't do it, it's going to disappear. You know, nobody's, nobody can do it anymore. And they say, and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, we'd always been there. We'd always attended and mom was a lifetime member of it and everything and, and stuff. And we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. You know, it was our honor <laughs> to keep it going. We didn't want it to die. And so that's when we took it over and we've been continuing it since then. So I just, you know, but we've always been part of it. So it feels like it's ours. <laughs> you know, we've just always right, been there. Right. And it, but it's, but it's like a family reunion. I mean, let's, when you're saying on you know, the conference within the conference and how everybody is, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it's hard work for us to do it and everything, but as far as, I mean, but it's always so much fun um, as far as getting together um, the speakers in, in their group, they're always like a, they come together for their camaraderie, and then the attendees all come together because it's like one big family. And then, and then, then also, also the speakers and the attendees all come together because it's all, they're all coming together to see each other again. I mean, sometimes a lot of speakers will come, even if they're not speaking, they will come back just to see each other again. <laughs> so I see it. I get it. I t- right, right. And how often can you come and be with people who understand what you're talking about and, and just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, in what book have you read or, oh, did you hear about or, exactly. did, you know, with the research? I know, I know. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's so interesting that um, Forrest started in Illinois because in Wisconsin mm-hmm. I've interviewed um, several Native American folks from up there, and they have seen ships for, like, as long as, I mean, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you go to Sedona yeah. and you hear about it there, and it's, like, all over the world. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, but, I, but, Sherry, I really liked how you said to not be afraid. They're here to help us. Donna. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Donna, I'm so sorry. Oh. I don't even know how I did that. Oh, but that's yes. okay. Like, yeah. That's okay. A lot but, of us but, are but being given were... the same messages. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, a but, lot of us are told were... to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, a lot of us, it seems like a lot of us are kind of being given the same messages to kind of reiterate, you know. I, I, that's why I don't actually read or look at a lot of what the other people are saying or doing because I, I want to keep my own stuff separate. But then when I do come across another contactee's words or, or YouTube, I'm just shocked at how similar the messages are that we're all saying. And that's the biggest one is don't be afraid, you know, and it's okay to be in contact with them. They're not going to hurt us. They're not going to eat us. They want to help. <laughs> Right. I think that's I think that's the biggest thing is it's a it's a higher consciousness 
wanting to reach out and help. And um, mm-hmm. and you know this this conference. Oh my goodness, it's a three day conference, and it's a hundred and fifty dollars plus tax for three days. Or um, you get you know Julia, when did you add the live streaming? Wasn't that about four or five years ago? And um, um, like that. maybe not. Maybe just even three years ago. It's not been very long. Yeah. So there's really no reason why, if you can't attend physically, get yourself to uh, mm-hmm. Eureka Springs, Arkansas. You can do the three-day streaming, and then you also record everything. And um, mm-hmm. so tell tell people how it works. If they if can they come just one day? Do they need to come all three days? Kind of share that part of it so that um, listeners know how to be part of that. Absolutely. They can come. They can come to just daily. Um, and you know, just we have daily prices, and I'm sorry I don't have the site pulled up. I don't know. I actually, I I don't know the daily prices what they are, um, or if they even want to just come and see individual speakers, they can do that. But that that's done at the door. Uh, both of those things. Uh, well, the daily prices I think they can get now, but the but the if they just want to do individual speakers, they have to do that at the door. Um, but all those, you know, they can just be done right there. So however they want to do it. Yeah, I have it in front of me. On Friday for all mm-hmm. day, it's eighty dollars. Um, for Saturday all day is eighty dollars, and for Sunday all day it's thirty-five. And then individual speakers only are twenty dollars. And if you um, uh, want to see some of the keynote speakers only, they're thirty dollars. Um, and then none of that includes your speaker's dinner, which you added. I remember when you added that. So tell us about the speaker's dinner. Oh, that is so much fun. That's like the highlight. That's <laughs> one of the highlights. Um, we have um, that. It's uh, it's just a special dinner where everyone, uh, you kind of dress up a little bit. You can if you want anyway. Um, but we we have the speakers where they just, they're, they're mingling, you know, that we have them all, but they don't sit at one table. They all, we have a different one in every table and where everybody gets to be personal with the speakers. You know, they get to pick their brains and, and and eat with them and you know just really get to know them and it's, it's so much fun <laughs> so it's your time that to will, yeah. get, uh, ask anything you want to know <laughs> so, wow yeah. so i mean and how often do you get access you know like that mm-hmm. up up close yeah, and absolutely. you know right there and it's from seven to nine mm-hmm. on saturday april 14th mm-hmm. um you can you can buy your tickets now because that does sell out so you want you want to yeah. and the menu's all posted <laughs> there and um so this is so affordable and um in the hotel there are two different hotels that are close by and anything in Eureka Springs is not that far anyway. Um, but if mm-hmm. you, if you can, you know, um, there's a shuttle that comes from the other hotel. I remember that. And um, it's just the whole town comes alive when you have these conferences. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's like anyone probably from, you know, up above with a satellite would go, what's going on in Eureka Springs right now? But, um, but okay. So, so anything else you want to tell us, you know, that's uh, any, any other features, speakers that you want to point out, anything, um, and I do want to give the website, I'm going to do this a couple times, it's www.ozarkufoconference.com, everything's on there, it's very easy to navigate, so I'll repeat that, ozarkufoconference.com, so so either one, um, anything else you want to add, uh, Donna or Julia, about the conference? Uh, we could just um, we could just talk about uh, we could just say the speakers real quick. Some of the like the keynotes are Grant Cameron, uh, Richard Dolan, and uh, Trisha McCannon. And um, let's see. Um, then we have Linda Moulton Howe, 
uh, Stanton Friedman, I'm sorry, not Richard Dolan, Stanton Friedman is the other keynote. Um, and um, then we have, like, you have Donna on here now, and then we have uh, Nick Redfern. I'm just going to say some real quick. Um, Chase Kletsky, um, and da, 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 I'm just running through my list here. Nancy Tremaine, and uh, oh, and then Mark D'Antonio. Um, I think that's I think I've mentioned everybody. Yeah. So, so it's a conglomeration yeah. of amazing speakers. Mm-hmm. It's a conglomeration of Absolutely. people who, mm-hmm. who who have learned from coming to these mm-hmm. conferences, you know, mm-hmm. like for so many years. So if you're a neophyte, a new newbie to the group, you're <laughs> going to be with people who are like, oh, you need to go see this speaker. Or, oh, you need to go, you know, go listen to that. Or, oh, you know, so it's it's really a unique experience. Um, mm-hmm. To learn, to learn, and to understand, and to to really, like Donna said, to come from um, come from uh, fear and transcend it into love, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm sure the beings are there watching this. How could they not be? They know that you know you're you're helping people to understand their wisdom and their and their helping and. Um, 31 years. So I'm so glad your mom and you mm-hmm. took up the baton. I re- I had forgotten that piece of it that. Um, you know, that you guys took it on and, and continued it. So, you know, Julia, thank you for the work you're doing with, you know, on so many levels for so many. And, um, you know, we're going to be working a lot together with your authors this year, and I'm really excited about that. And just, you know, and please apologize to Forrest. I think the, the switch, it's still recording. It's just for some reason something, there was a kink. And I, because I, I knew that yeah. I scheduled the show for longer, I'm like, what in the world? But um, but it still is recording. So um, and anything we can do to help, you know, we're here for you. And um, listeners, it's worth the trip. Eureka Springs in springtime. We didn't even talk about that, but it's just everything's coming back to life, and it's it's just exquisite. So um, and you're together this year with the new moon, you know. So it's it's uh, the new moon. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yep, yep. It's on April fifteenth, and so you got the whole new moon and Aries energy, and um, And it's a perfect time to have a conference. Oh, it is on April fifteenth. Mm-hmm. I, oh my gosh! Well, wow. happy birthday, Dolores. Okay, yeah. and I can't make it this year, but I'm I'm putting it on my calendar next year. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm and I'm trying to send one of the spirit seeker people there to cover it, and you know what? We're trying to Wonderful. work out the details on that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, UFO uh, Ozark um, Ozark. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Here it is, right here. OzarkUFOConference.com. <laughs> right. And then if you want the and phone I number, I appreciate all your help, Cindy. Oh gosh, you know we're in this Thank together, you. and it's like things mm-hmm. are changing so rapidly. And the the more we mm-hmm. help others, this is you know a fabulous year. It's an eleven year, two thousand eighteen, and it's all about spirituality and really like finding your passion. And you know, you guys totally help authors and help so many people by the work you're doing. So Ozark Mountain Publishing is what makes this all possible. Okay, and I had no idea about your dad, so I mean, I'm just going to replay that part of this interview. I just that's like the sweet, like hand that came down, and it was almost like your mom said, "Hey, wait a minute, we need to acknowledge somebody." So, <laughs> I don't know. All right, so thank you, ladies, for joining us, and please, please, you know, apologize to Forrest. It's I can't. There's I will, nothing I, I can do. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good night, thank everyone, you. and um, thanks so thank much you. for joining us. Okay. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. <laughs>